Welcome to another episode of the Cheers Mama podcast. And I'm laughing because I'm doing this podcast while driving and the voice memos from my phone. And I heard someone else say they recorded a podcast while driving. And I was like, how do you do that? It connects to the Bluetooth. And then I just dawned on me while I was driving when I had some ideas and things I've been wanting to share and peace and quiet without the kids and some time to drive that you just turn your Bluetooth, disconnect your Bluetooth off your phone. (laughs) And so we're just keeping it straight real today. And this is another keeping it real podcast because this is what, this is how we have to be as working moms who are in our car a lot. Um, I know I am. It's raining a little bit. I don't know if you can hear that as I'm driving or the sounds of the road, but I just want to keep it super transparent and super real because for a long time I did not move forward at all on making this podcast a reality because I'm always in my car I'm always going between places I work a full-time job I have two kids I you know blah 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 all the excuses all the things and I just want to say to you if I can do it you can do it whatever it is that you are dreaming into Um, And there is a way to make it work, but we also have to let go of the idea of it being perfect and being in a studio, you know, recording with a beautiful background with, you know, all the situations set up in a way that you think that's how a celebrity would do it or how you see it on social media. Um, And that's the reality of how things get done. They get done imperfectly. They get done in the pockets of time. And so a couple things I want to talk about today, and hopefully you can relate, hopefully and also hopefully not, you can relate to some of these things. Um, But I want to start with guilt as a just let's get raw here for a minute. I just left a work meeting um, that went way over the time frame that I was expecting it to go and it was a great meeting and it was kind of at the point of the meeting where you know people were just talking at the end and it was great and I I, you know I'm big on relationships and and um connecting with my coworkers, but I also am a team of one and I have work that's like looming over me and it's you know it's getting close to the end of the day and I need to I need to I needed to move my energy and into the next phase. And so I left the meeting. I mean, it was over and I feel so guilty. And I'm just saying that here because I'm thinking of all the things that everyone that's still in that meeting is thinking about me. Like, where did she go? How come she left early? You know, and I'm relate this directly to, I mean, I know I'm a really hard worker and I left to get work done, but also... You know, I, for some reason, feel like if I leave the meeting early and I don't help with the cleanup and the push in of all the chairs that I'm less of an employee, that I'm less of a coworker. And I don't know where, I do not know where this, this guilt that kind of is all wrapped up in a ball with that comes from, because in all reality, I'm usually very helpful and I try to, you know, be at everything in person as much as I can unless my kids are sick or something. And so it's part of my, you know, identity and a value to be there. But also at the end of the meeting, when it's kind of just the the talking part, which, you know, if there are things to talk about, I'm all for. I love in-person connection. 
But when it's just the like talking about the TV shows that you're watching, part of the conversation, my brain disconnects and it goes to, you know, the marketing brain that I have. Um, And so I left the meeting and I'm feeling super, or I was feeling super guilty about it. And I just like, do you feel that way ever too? And how many times have you not left the meeting? Um, And this brings up some, a, a big trigger moment in my life. I actually worked for a company a while ago when my oldest son was a baby baby and we were having some issues with daycare. Now, um, you know, we, we were pregnant with a baby in our belly and went and, you know, interviewed daycares and we signed on with this, you know, at home daycare and they seemed great, but they were very, very, very strict with pickup times and, I did my best, as best as I could as a new mom to, to, you know, a working new mom to get there on time. And there were a few occasional times where maybe I was a few minutes late, just sitting on, you know, like taking the highway to go pick them up. There's traffic, unexpected traffic. And I'll be completely honest, I did not have good boundaries. I didn't know how to leave a work meeting um, professionally without feeling guilty, at least. I didn't know how to end a project and say, okay, it's time to go. I just need to work on this again tomorrow. I tried my best to stay, to finish as much as I could, to feel like I'd done enough. And reality is I never felt like I did enough. I always felt like there was more to do and I still feel like that. Um, And so I left a work meeting that was called very late at the end of the day. I want, no, it was on a Tuesday. I remember this very vividly. It was on a Tuesday and the meeting got called at the end of the day and I said to my boss, I'm gonna go, ha- I'm gonna have to leave to pick my baby up. And she was like, absolutely, like hang out as long as you can and if you, when you need to leave, just you know, stand up and say, I'm sorry, I have to leave and great. And so that's what happened and the meeting went way over and I'm sitting there and my palms are sweating and I'm looking at the clock and I'm trying to participate and I, and I was participating and I, you know, finally said, I'm so sorry. I do need to leave, uh, to go pick my kid up. And my boss kind of head nodded and no one said anything. And I got up and I walked out later that night. I got a call from my boss to take the next day off, you know, take my time, take the next day off, go take my kids to the park. It was in July. Um, it was the summertime and, um, I think so. Maybe it was June, but either way. Um, and so I had a bad feeling that that doesn't just happen. And I was laid off the next day and we were doing a round of layoffs. Um, but I was a really hard worker for this company. And I just never thought that I would be laid off in my position. And you know, it's, I felt that today when I left this meeting in my own body and in my own gut and in my own heart, like what happens if I leave this meeting? And so we have this guilt and we have this, this, you know, quote unquote, like trauma that we hold on to between, you know, work and being a mom. And I think it was my sister that maybe said once too, it's the hardest when work and being a parent interfere, you know, like it's great when work is work and being a parent is being a parent. But when there's an issue and you kind of have to make a choice and sometimes you don't feel like you have a choice, um, we can talk about that later, but that's where, and it's between your kid and work. 
the the obvious answer is well definitely my kid all the time but that's not necessarily how your gut is always feeling your heart is saying definitely my kid and in the long run it it you know choosing your kid is is what I wish I had always done in the past um and I did but I also allowed myself to get close to being late I allowed myself to stay a little longer and in this meeting today which again, I'm thinking about it and I'm sure nobody else is even thinking about it at all. I felt that same pit in my stomach, you know, build up. So, so I'm sharing that because working mom life is great. I love being a working mom, but working mom guilt. I mean, there's so many types of mom guilt, but working mom guilt is a really big one. And especially when it comes to being, you know, being a good employee and wanting to be there and wanting to show up and wanting to be fully present. So I'm just sharing that today, just keeping it real. And hopefully you can relate to this. And I'd love to know, like, what are your stories? Um, have you stayed late, you know, before and did it work out? Or what are the times that it didn't work out and it went, it went horribly wrong or bad or, you know, not what you intended it to do? Um, I'd love to know if you want to you know, head on over to Instagram. That's the easiest way to message me and share your stories with me. Um, yeah, I just really wanted to share that right now as it was coming up. And then another thing I want to talk about, and this is related, but also separate is how to, so we're flipping this on its head, right? Like we talked about guilt, but also a lot what I hear from moms a lot. And this, this is related, you know, it's hard to, to carve out time, especially leaving that meeting and knowing that I have to, I want, I choose to get work done. Um, that's a choice. And I feel, although there's guilt involved, I feel pretty good about that choice because I do want to get the work done so that I can have the evening with my family. Um, but another thing that is kind of wrapped up in that is just feeling like there's not enough time. There's not enough time to get all the work done. We want to get done which is why we push the push the envelope when it comes to leaving on time, right? Um, or feeling bad about leaving the meeting or leaving the meeting to get work done or all of that together. But then also, you know, I hear from moms all the time, well, there's not enough time to make time for myself. I don't have enough time to join a, a community. I don't have enough time to even see my friends. I barely even talk to my partner who I live with. So how am I going to make time for this? Um, and... Yeah, like a hundred percent. I hear you. It's it's tough, and it comes with it. It's a choice, and also, it's a choice that's worth it. So, we are the only ones that can make the choice to take care of ourselves. And by not choosing to take care of ourselves, and I'm just talking about mental health wise right now, um, nobody else can do it for us. And so, you know, part of what I do in my community is have real conversations with moms, have these conversations and we talk things out. And when you're feeling bad or guilty or torn, you know, I am certainly not a therapist in any way, but I'm a listening ear and a cheerleader and can help reflect back to you what you're saying to me, not giving you advice, but reflect what you're saying to me or saying to the community for you to hear it and then make a choice or a decision or decide how you really feel based on that reflection back. I think that's a really important thing about coaching to differentiate between 
coaching and therapy and it's kind of like a support group, you know, of moms who are all kind of dealing with the same things, struggling with the same things and are so alike more than we are different. Um, and I had someone ask me the other day, well, how do you do so many things? Like really, how did you make, they asked, how did you do this podcast? How did you start a podcast? I've wanted to start a podcast and I just can't fathom making the time for it. So we'll use the podcast as an example today. And I sent her a bunch of voice messages and because that's the easiest way for me to communicate, just straight up voice. I think I was driving at the time too. So just being safe and I went back and I listened to the voicemails, these little piecemeals of voicemails. Cause I was like, wow, those voicemails, that was a lot. Let me just like put together what I just said. And by listening back to the voicemails, I kind of had an epiphany on my own self, um, that she also reflected back to me. I do things, many things, piece by piece by piece by piece. So I've wanted to start this podcast for, gosh, probably five years, maybe now. And when I decided that I really, okay, it's time, I really want to do it. And I was meeting people who had podcasts and getting inspired by people that went, you know, for it. And I knew they were busy too. I decided that I could make it happen. I believed in myself. I started betting on myself. So that's step one. Step two was, you know, I hate that this was step two, but really coming up with a name that inspired me because in marketing, you don't always have to come up with all the words right away, but to be able to market something, you do have to have words or an image or a graphic or something associated. And it's really easy to let yourself get held back in this, uh, this right there. Um, and I work in marketing, which means I overthink everything, right? I overthink my own things. Um, I'm great with other people's marketing, but my own marketing, I like it could keep me, hold me up for months. Right. And so I was actually messaging people on my birthday on Facebook. And I just felt so like, I want to reconnect with people, especially after the COVID years. This was 2022. Yeah. 2022. And I messaged back every single person that messaged me on my birthday on Facebook and went in the comments and went in. And I kind of was, as I was, I was trying to really be intentional and, um, say different things each time and really reference them and their kids. I went to their Facebook profile pages. I mean, I really took some time in responding back to everybody to connect with everybody because they took their time out to write to me. And I thought that was nice. And one of the girls who is just super fun, you know, has a new baby is kind of figuring or kind of, we're all figuring, but like was just kind of figuring being a new mama out. And I said, cheers mama. And in my, I just went, that's it. That's the podcast name. And then I waited another month or so, and then I looked up to see if there was another podcast called Cheers Mama, which there was, but they had stopped producing it. And then I looked into the legal language, and then I got bored with looking into the legal language, and then I attended a retreat where my coach was like, just just do it. And then I waited another three months, and then I made the graphics for it, but then they weren't, the picture wasn't just quite right. And then I got a picture back from a branding session that was the right picture. I put it together. I showed it to my husband at a dinner time. This, there's time in between all of this. And so anyway, I did all of that piecemeal until one afternoon, my kids were like playing on their iPads. Everyone was just kind of good for the moment. And I grabbed my computer and I went to anchor.com podcast because I heard someone say that's the best way to start a podcast. And I 
loaded in the graphic and added the name and I got a message that said, you, congrats, you have a podcast. And then really all I had to do was go in my voice notes and do the rest. And so I'm sharing this because I didn't sit down on a, you know, two day period and do it all. I didn't start the project and just continue it. I did it in the pockets of my time with little bits of information and little bits of motivation as they came through, just like I'm recording this podcast right now, perfectly imperfect, just, you know, as I'm going about my day in the pockets. And so I'm, I really do want to share that because I had this epiphany. That's how I do a lot of things. I start working on something and then I get bored or uninspired and I, you know, save it and work on something else. I do this a lot in my full-time work. Um, I do this a lot in projects at home and that's okay because I do go back and I finish or I do go back and, um, you know, evolve the project. Sometimes it completely changes what I'm doing. And other times too, I've, I heard this quote once that it's actually not a really bad thing to be a procrastinator because if you hold off until the moment is right or even closer to, you know, the deadline or to, um, when you're feeling inspired and you need to kind of really move on things, you're, you've had, you have more information and you have more, um, like emotion behind it. And so sometimes you produce a better quality work when you procrastinate, uh, depending on what it is. And I thought this is really cool because as a creative person, you can't just like put time on a calendar and say, okay, every day at this time, I'm going to work on this design project or write this email. It does not work like that. Um, I laugh at how many evolutions, if you or if you're on my email list, I send out a weekly unleashed newsletter. And the only reason that I'm able to get it out weekly is because I have, a, I don't even know how many variations of that email that I write in my head, that I type in my notes, that I say out loud to myself while driving. And then when the moment strikes, that's when I start the email. And then I hit save and I go back to it and usually finish it in like a really excited zone to send to you. And that's like, I'm making progress. And that is, that feels really cool. It feels very fragmented and fragmented is not necessarily a bad thing. So I want to share that because, you know, there, there is a way to move forward in our goals. There is a way to move forward in achieving or creating things without having this perfect, you know, time block set up. Um, and just going back to what I was saying before about, you know, leaving work at the end of the day, it's okay um, to, to put, push pause, push save on the project and come back to it in another time. It's okay to do that in the middle of the day too, and go take a walk or take a lunch break and you'll come back more energized and you might have fresh eyes on it. You'll especially have fresh eyes on it in the morning. So just keeping it real here. Um, and just wanted to share as the inspiration, inspiration <laughs> strikes, um, for these two kind of swirling intertwined, but also separate thoughts. I'd love to know your, you know, real life situations, things that you have done and how do you get things done? Do you do better if you, you know, try to sit down and do them all at once? Or are you a piecemeal person like me? Um, are there certain things that you operate one way and other things you operate in a different way? I'm not surprised people, a lot of people tell me they, uh, they operate completely different at home than they do at work. Um, and so it's just really, really interesting to hear and see. And I hope that this, you know, message inspired you today. I hope that maybe you took, um, I hope that you took one 
little tip or nugget or um, maybe it opened up your mind a little bit about the way that you are doing things. And look, also, if things are working for you the way that, that you're doing and you're doing them in a joyful way, then amazing. Keep doing what you're doing. Do what works for you in this season. Um, but if they're not, try try some different ways. And, you know, maybe maybe it'll change the way that you see progress, that you see working towards achieving your goals, because it certainly has for me. Thanks for listening. And um, I just announced a really, really exciting um, promo that I'm doing for our upcoming June retreat. So DM me for details. I'm giving the retreat away for free to anyone in our one-on-one coaching community. And you're going to want to know all about it. The retreat is going to be amazing. You can go to katiedragas.com backslash retreat for all the details. DM me if you have questions. This retreat coming up June 2nd through 4th is going to be just, I mean, like next level. And I, I've been doing two retreats a year, but I think we might hold off on the fall retreat. So this is, this will be the last one for this year. So if you're thinking about coming and we're kind of on the fence, just know that we'll, we most likely will not be doing a fall winter retreat. Um, so you want to, you're going to want to be at this house on the water in Edgewater, Maryland with 15 amazing women, catered women's circle, yoga instructor, just like gifts, prizes, dance parties, all the things. Let me know if you have questions. I can't wait to tell you more about it and dream and vision it into um, your life. All right. Have a great one. Cheers.